The Old Premeds Podcast, session number 120. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week for the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. If you're a non-traditional student or even a traditional student looking for answers, you've come to the right place. You can get your question answered by going to medicalschoolhq.net slash forms, or just go to the main homepage and click on forms on the top menu. And I take questions directly from the non-traditional pre-med form or sub-form for this podcast. Today, we have an interesting question, something that has been coming up more and more because more and more new medical schools are opening. So our student today is asking, I'm curious to know if anyone has any experience or tips for someone who's thinking of applying to a brand new medical school. My undergraduate school, the University of Houston, is opening its new medical school at exactly the time when I'll be ready to apply. So if I went there, I'd be in the first cohort. Does anyone have any helpful advice on this? I know a few new schools have popped up in the last few years and would love to hear what it was like to be in one of the early classes. I imagine the school wouldn't be completely organized and that might add some extra stress, but it also seems like a neat experience. Thanks for any feedback. So Maria, the, the student who posted this, put her name. So Maria, while I don't have any specific experience going to a new school, let's talk about the risks and benefits or if there are any risks uh, of applying to a new school. So the accreditation process, when you look at LCME, who does the accreditation for MD medical schools and I think it's AOA, that accredits um, osteopathic school is actually COCA, the Commission on Osteopathic College Accreditation. Uh, They look at the DO schools and you have LCME looking at MD schools and they go through this whole process. As soon as a school says, hey, I'm thinking about starting a new school in this city, here's who's going to run it. All of these conversations are starting to take place with the accreditation bodies. And a school can't start accepting students. They, the school can't even tell students, hey, we're opening for business. We're going to accept our, our first class for next year. The school can't do that until they get the preliminary accreditation through these bodies. And for a school to get to that point, they have have to have shown a lot of things. They have to show that they have this curriculum. They have to show that they have the the administrative structure in place, that they have the facilities in place. There's a lot that they have to do to get to this point. So from a risk standpoint of applying to a brand new school, you're not going to show up to a school that doesn't have a building, that doesn't have faculty, that doesn't have leadership, that doesn't have the administration set up. All of that has been going on for years prior to the school accepting their first class or that first class even matriculating. A lot of students are worried about curriculum when it comes to new schools. Are they, is the school going to prepare me 
for the boards? Are they going to prepare me in a way that is going to help me succeed on step one, on level one, step two, level two, etc.? And I've said from the very get-go that the school doesn't help you score well on your board exams. Only you do that. Yes, the school has resources. Yes, the school may buy you access to certain test prep materials, but it's you that puts in the effort day in and day out to make sure that you score the best that you can do on your board exams. And so my standpoint, it might be different from other people, my standpoint is you shouldn't worry at all about the school preparing you for the boards. The boards, uh, preparing for the boards is an open book test for you and for the medical schools. You know what's going to be on the boards. You know how you have to prepare. If the school isn't providing that in one way or another, whether it's an old school or a new school, you go and you seek out the resources necessary for you. Even if the school does provide those resources, if they're not provided in a way that you learn the best, then guess what? You are likely going to go out and seek out other materials, other resources where you can learn better. So don't worry from a curriculum standpoint, from a board's preparation standpoint, don't worry about whether or not the school is prepared to help you on those tests. Now again, through the accreditation process, the curriculum is evaluated and the the bodies make sure, these accreditation bodies make sure that you are as prepared as possible, or the, the medical schools are as prepared as possible to get you the information that you need to succeed. So another question that comes up is, okay, what if what if the school, because it's brand new, residency programs aren't going to know about the school and they're not going to know how to judge me when I'm applying? Is that going to hurt me? And that might be a valid question, right? They're program directors. They know that students coming from whatever state university, whatever Ivy League school, they kind of have been able over the years to judge those students. How prepared are they to come out? And that preparation isn't necessarily the school. That preparation is your clinical rotations. Where are you doing those clinical rotations? What is expected of you in those clinical rotations? What sort of responsibilities do you have in those clinical rotations? What sort of exposure to different environments do you have in your clinical rotations? Going through third and fourth year through your clinical rotations, that's going to help set you up for success during your internship, during the rest of your residency. And that part of a medical school, that helps program directors figure out who you are. They don't care that that you... Uh, had a certain way of of learning biochemistry or pathology or whatever it is. It's how do you perform? How ready are you to be on the floors in the hospitals when it comes to your residency? And that's through your clinical years. And so a new medical school, depending on the location it's at, maybe it's setting up a new teaching hospital as well. And that is something to think about. How prepared is the hospital to be training medical students? Or has the hospital had medical students before from another medical school and they're just adding you 
a, a new medical school. So that's a question that you should look at with new medical schools. Where are the clinical rotations? Are they uh, a, a established clinical or established teaching hospital that has, is used to medical students, is used to residents? How are the staff there, the physicians, the ancillary staff, how are they going to treat this new influx of medical students into their system? So that's something to think about. Another thing to think about, and and uh, this is in the back of my head, but uh, and I, I looked for some information on it, but I couldn't find specifics. So take this with a grain of salt. If you are thinking about an HPSP scholarship through Army, Navy, or Air Force, which you should choose Air Force, obviously, um, but I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that to get the scholarship, you have to go to a fully accredited university, medical school. And because new medical schools are only only have their prelim, right, their, their prelim accreditation, they don't get fully accredited until that first cohort graduates. I don't know if you can go through the HPSP scholarship at these new medical schools. Take that with a grain of salt, ask a recruiter, and find out. When I looked it up, it just said accredited. It didn't say fully accredited, but there's there's something that's telling me that I remember hearing or talking to somebody about that has to be fully accredited. So that's something to think about as well. At the end of the day, a new medical school does offer some excitement. Everybody is there. Everybody's learning from each other above and beyond a normal medical school class. Everybody is doing things for the first time. A lot of times faculty and leadership of a new medical school is coming from another medical school. So it's not their first rodeo. But it's the first time in this new environment with new faculty, with new admin, obviously the first cohort, possibly new facilities. So you're all there experiencing it together for the first time. That can be exciting for some people. That may be too stressful for you. And so you have to look at you, who you are as a person, what stresses you out, what gives you anxiety. And if a new medical school and all those adventures gives you too much anxiety, don't do it. But if you're ready for the ride and you're ready for the adventure, go ahead and take a look at it. At the end of the day, as long as it's not affecting you personally from an anxiety standpoint, from a stress standpoint, going to a new medical school won't have any big repercussions on the rest of your career. Again, it's all about who you are as a student, the effort that you put into things, the grades and scores that you get. The only asterisk on that is for the clinical rotations. What does the, the teaching hospitals, what do they look like? So hopefully that was helpful for you, answers your questions on applying to a new medical school. In the end, it's up to you to decide if you're um, ready for that adventure, ready for that risk, and go out and seize it if you are, or stay away from it if you aren't. If you have questions you want answered here on the old pre-meds podcast, go to medicalschoolhq.net, click on forms, and go to the non-traditional pre-med form to answer or ask a question that will hopefully be answered here on this podcast. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast.